0: Hello and welcome to the Worst Movies We Own Podcast. I am Bobby and this is Natalie, my beautiful wife. This episode we are covering M. Night Shyamalan's
1: Lady in the Water.
0: From what year Natalie?
1: 2006.
0: Blim blam. (laughs) Babies on the half tip. Natalie, tell the people at home what the Worst Movies We Own Podcast
1: is all about. So, Bobby and I are married and we watch a lot of films together. We own a lot of DVDs. Uh, we've decided to watch the worst DVDs we own according to the average ratings each film's received on the website Letterboxd. Um, we're hoping that some of these low-rated films will surprise us and actually be not so terrible after all. So we're watching each one with an open mind, even the ones we've seen before, hoping for the absolute best. Uh, these films are a mixture of kind of charity shop finds, random stuff included in box sets, and films we've bought that other people just don't rate. Uh, we've not bought any of the films specifically for the podcast.
0: Lovely stuff, but this isn't part of a box set. It's no. an original film.
1: Yeah, you bought it at some point, I think. I think I
0: think I got it very cheap in a charity shop. I had seen it at the cinema on release, right? When it was critically reviled, didn't do oh. very well. We'll talk about that in depth I think over the podcast um yeah. but I remember watching it and thinking okay it's not unbreakable it's not signs mm-hmm. it's not the village mm-hmm. but it's not quite as bad as the reviews were making out mm. um but then I never had any 50 over the next 15 years kind of inclination to go see it again okay. or watch it again if it hadn't appeared for thirty three and a third pence yeah at the British heart foundation <laughs> then or whatever charity shop I bought it from I wouldn't have sought it out as something to purchase um but yeah it, it, it was something I bought at, more out of curiosity to see what it was like um on a, second viewing. on a second viewing yeah um is there anything you want to get off your chest before we start watching
1: well I mean i'll say i've i this film passed me by, I think I was at university when it came out. Durham mm-hmm. had a cinema that had, like, two screens, so it probably didn't even get shown. So yeah. I wasn't even aware of its existence mm-hmm. um, until you told us that this is going to be the next film we were watching. Yeah. Um, and, and I have kind of mixed opinions about M. Night Shyamalan. I think everyone does. Yeah. Um, you know, the the films that you listed there are, are his best films as far as as I'm concerned yeah. as well. Signs probably would be... The best of those ones.
0: I'm an unbreakable guy.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Unbreakable's fine. The,
0: the only one of his films that is still considered good, or that I feel is overrated, is The
1: Sixth Sense. Well, yeah, I mean that's the problem with The Sixth Sense because it being his his probably the film that people a lot of people might choose as their favourite yeah. of his films, but is so overrated mm. that it would it would grate on me to. I don't even want to watch it again. No, I don't
0: either. <laughs> I've given it a few few chances. Yeah. And I understand if you walked in and you didn't know there was going to be a twist <laughs> and Hayley Joel Osment's performance was mind-blowing to you, yeah. then um, I can understand why you had a really great experience at the cinema. I think if you're a horror aficionado, it didn't really offer you much. And... I'm just going to throw it out there for those of you who haven't seen the Sixth Sense. It's a film about a kid who sees dead people yeah. all the time, yeah. and you see the lead character get shot at the beginning. <laughs> it didn't take, yeah, you know, it doesn't take a massive leap to figure out what the twist is going to be. No. Um, I do think maybe a lot of M Night Shyamalan's films get lost in what people feel about the twist mm. rather than the film as a whole and what makes Unbreakable. Signs and the village really work is mm-hmm. the 95 to 100 minutes preceding the twist mm-hmm. is good to the bar. yeah, like really involving characters, um, really well made. I think for his earlier films, everyone's at the top of their game. I mean, you get good Bruce Willis performances out of him, yeah, which you know, rare as hen's teeth these mm-hmm. days. Um, so I've got a lot of time for that guy who after making a few films that no one even bothered watching and wrote a Stuart Little script, became the next Spielberg.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He couldn't continually deliver on that promise. But some of his works that people hold their nose to, like, that's stinky like this and that mm-hmm. happening and Devil, which he wrote but didn't direct. Mm-hmm. I think are all right. Yeah. All right. Not great. Wouldn't chase him down to watch again. But nowhere near as bad. Not that binary. It's either brilliant or it's terrible. Yeah. 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 Um Cool. Any other thoughts about Shyamalan
1: before we crack on? Shyamalan in general, no. Yeah. But maybe we will. I think he's going to be covered quite a lot of as well
0: because this almost holds up the best and the worst of what he does. Mm, yes.
1: uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, could you press this? I know mean, that's going to be very <laughs> difficult given this film because it's a it's a dense film in terms of plot and mythology. But with yes. as few words as possible, tell us what the plot of The Lady in the Water is. Lady in the water, so I keep putting the verve
1: That's all right, it's forgivable. Mm. Uh, Paul Giamatti plays Cleveland, mm. the superintendent of an apartment complex somewhere in kind of rural Philadelphia.
0: Definitely Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, it all yeah. takes place within the same kind of apartment complex, so you never really see any kind of town. Um, one night he discovers a young woman called Story swimming in the pool of the complex, um, and he takes her home because he nearly drowns and she saves him. Uh, Story, he learns is a Narf, which is a type of sea nymph, who has been sent to make contact with a chosen human who can set her free and send her home. Um, and by delving into the mythology surrounding story, the narth, uh Cleveland discovers how he can help her, and he aims to get her home with the help of the disparate, diverse residents of this apartment complex.
0: It's a brilliant summing up. Do you like saying the word Narf?
1: narf no oh, god yeah.
0: <laughs> you've added some extra arf was <laughs> oh, a great
1: word yeah
0: cool lovely stuff um facts and figures on Lady in the Water uh, released in 2006 d- written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan um starring Paul Giamatti mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard Bob Balaban Jeffrey Wright Freddie Rodriguez Jared Harris and M. Night Shyamalan uh, Cinematography by Christopher Doyle. Do you know who that is? I don't. He's the guy who did all the one car Away films.
1: Oh, right, looks, okay. Like, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Great
0: use of colour. Yeah. Uh, score by James Newton Howard. Uh, not a very intrusive score, but I thought quite a good one.
1: Any relation to the other Howard in the film?
0: Who's the other Howard in the
1: film? Bryce Dallas. Oh, yeah, Bryce. No, I don't believe oh, so. Right, okay. It's not um, complete like nepotism of no. Ron Howard getting kids' jobs <laughs> in films.
0: Uh, released on July 21st, 2006. Opening weekend of 18.2 million, mm-hmm. which uh, was a little bit disappointing for an M9 Scheinemann. But mm-hmm. the second weekend, massive drop off. Oh. Uh, the word of mouth, the buzz, the enthusiasm from your casual viewer wasn't there. It only made 7 million the next weekend, which is like a really. Films don't generally drop off quite that much, yeah. and it topped out in America with just a very poor forty, forty two point three million, and another thirty worldwide wide. Well, wide not great again mm. to for a total of seventy two point eight worldwide. How much do you think it cost?
1: Are you kidding me? We know you know I don't know about money. Okay, well. It cost three pounds. 56, I don't know. It
0: cost a little bit more than that. It cost 75 million to make. Okay. And that's before marketing or sending prints out. Right. Uh, which, so, Warner Brothers didn't make their money back on this. Okay. And, and not just, they didn't lose 3 million. They lost a lot of money on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time he moved away from working with Disney. Oh,
1: right, okay. Do you want to talk about that now? Sure.
0: It's a great, It's a slightly interesting story. It kind of started the film on the back foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Disney had made loads of money from uh, investing Ten million, twenty million 20 million here on a Shyamalan production. Right. The films before this didn't tend to cost a lot, even though they had quite big stars in them.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so, you know, Signs was one of the biggest films of the year. Unbreakable made loads of money. Mm. Even The Village, which had no stars in it really, or no no box office drawers, yeah. made 256 million around the world. Okay. Uh, so, 72 million wasn't what they expected from their big summer release Warner Brothers when they took on Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. The reason Disney decided not to work with him, or he decided not to work with Disney, was covered in a whole book, which was released before the film came out. Oh, right. uh, Called something like The Man Who Had Voices in the Water, which is okay. um, them treating uh, Shyamalan as the new wonder kind, this, this New Yorker or Vanity Fair style reporter wrote a whole book, right. following the production of his next big film, mm. which was this... Uh, allegedly, uh, Disney's president of development, a lady called Nina Jacobson, was sent the script mm-hmm. to rubber stamp, green light, and approve one weekend when he'd finished it, and she decided to take us on to a kid's birthday party instead. Didn't bother reading it. Oh. Said so when they had the meeting on the Monday morning, she said I haven't read it yet, and he see, saw that as disrespectful, and they parted ways. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, it, it, Warner Brothers. Yeah, because they was they didn't know how to market the film uh, or deal with a Shyamalan product in the way Disney did. I'd say that's probably quite wrong. They'd, they'd made money only only weeks earlier on a film called The Lake House with Sandra Buttingham Oh, Carol, yeah, I remember which that. is a mystical ro- yeah. time travel romance set by water. <laughs> so if they can do it, if they could do it a couple of weeks earlier, I don't see why they couldn't do it again. I think.
1: Do you remember it, the trailers at all? Like, did they market it as like a kind of a fairy tale? Yes. Film. Yeah. Okay. I think
0: uh, the posters are very much. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard's nymph fish face covered in leaves,
1: yeah,
0: peeking out at you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the the trailer was marked on. There's a mystery. There's a mystery to be solved. Okay, I'd say interestingly, out of the this 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 film doesn't rely on a massive twist. There oh. is there is a little curveball in the final act. Yeah, but it's not. It's not Bruce Willis is dead. It's not. <laughs> no. uh, Bruce Willis is a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not Samuel L. Jackson is a supervillain. Okay. It's not uh, Mel Gibson finds his faith again. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not set in 2003. Um, we're going to discuss it with spoilers, and I think this is possibly a film that maybe not many people have actually bothered to watch, given mm-hmm. its poor box, often doubt. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Lady in the Water, would you say to your casual viewer it's worth watching?
1: Oh yeah definitely if you've not seen it before and if you like a fairy tale mm. and you like a nice story um and you're not going into it you know looking for the twist then I would say so I'd say maybe divide in line mm. people who think the sixth sense is a great film mm. and have watched it more than twice yeah maybe not because mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's not for you but people who maybe view the sixth sense in the same way that we do we do
0: yeah as a, as a magic trick but we know where the strings yeah. and the pools and the wires are um
1: then yeah
0: definitely yeah i i would say if you're into things like maybe twin peaks or lost or um wild palms or wayward pines this is a gentler version of that uh there's a mystery there's a massive ensemble of quirky characters
1: yeah
0: uh it's well worth giving a try to unless you're on life support you've just been told you've got two hours to live <laughs> maybe this isn't the last film to watch ever yeah. but if you've got for, for three to two hours you want to give it a try I'd say turn the podcast off now have a little watch of it mm-hmm. um, it's not life changing it's not excellent but it's not a bad film yeah uh, and ha- come back to us after the break mm-hmm. so you had no idea this film existed no nope. not, not, so this was out that summer Mm-hmm. Roughly. What was out that, that weekend or coming out? Uh, you tell me what you would have went to see. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest.
1: Which one was that? Second one. Second one. I never saw that at the time. Okay. Um But, yeah, I probably would have gone to see that.
0: Monster House.
1: No. I don't... What, is that a kid's film?
0: Yeah, it's an animated film about a haunted house. No. It was all right. You, Me and Dupree. Oh, God, no. No, okay. No. Clerks 2.
1: Um... I would not have got a cinema release in The Girl, I think. <laughs> They <laughs> wouldn't yeah.
0: have sacrificed the whole, the uh, oh, half no. their screens to, to, to collect, things. Um, I've still never seen Clark, Superman Returns?
1: Um, I went to see that at the cinema. Yeah, I did Because too. I had a friend who fancied...
0: Brandon Roof.
1: Brandon Roof, yeah.
0: Okay, I don't if even Brandon Roof's wife fancies Brandon Roof, or maybe Brandon Roof's gay. Did
1: I? Or maybe... It's the one with
0: Kevin Spacey's Lex like Luthor. Um,
1: no. Do you know what? I think I went to see the previous Superman. No. Went, no, Someone I know did fancy Brandon Ruth. I'm sure we went to see it for that reason. That's fine. That's allowed. Yeah. it's allowed. Probably Emily.
0: The wears P That was Prada.
1: Um, I never saw it at the cinema, but obviously, you know... I did. I know you did. <laughs> <I love laughs> you D-Wes-P. probably went to see it
0: multiple times. <laughs> and The Lake House would have been your other, other film out.
1: I didn't see that until I was in
0: Australia. Lake House is a lovely film.
1: Yeah, really it is, nice yeah, it is really a nice Really nice
0: speed stars and, it's, yeah, really good. Yeah. I like a nice time travel romance when it's done well.
1: When it's done well, when it's done badly. Oh, yeah. That time time travel's wife. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh
0: stinky film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have you ever seen Happy Accidents? With no. Marissa Tone and Vincent D'Onofrio. He's bouncing around time and they fall in love. Yeah,
1: I think I would enjoy that. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a good film. It's yeah. by uh, the guy who did Session 9 and uh, uh, other uh, the Machinist. Right. Like it's, it's, it's probably his only nice fun. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Mm. Lady in the Water.
1: Yeah. I mean, is she a lady? She's a girl, she's, isn't she? I think, they, on purpose, she's kind of ageless. She's got yeah. that kind of thing. Which, I mean, she's a supernatural being, so she mm. could be hundreds of years old, couldn't she? You don't know.
0: I mean, the entire plot of the movie does build to a point where Paul Giamatti is unwilling to touch a naked young lady until... It, all the mythology clicks into place, so he can' touch her, yeah, but he's very respectful up until that point well,
1: I think she they, they've done it kind of like down the line where she's not a child and she's not a woman, because in that way she kind of she fills the roles of both his missing wife and his missing children,
0: yeah, you know, I understand that, I agree with that, yeah yeah. 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 cool, what did you like?
1: Um, I, I like quite a bit. Um, I'm going to start off by saying how much I like fairy tales and films that are based on fairy tales. Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, loads of films allude to myths and fairy tales. Most of them far more subtly than this one, mm-hmm. which is essentially just a, a fairy story. Um, you know, but... A
0: little bit of background he uh M. night Man, started mm-hmm. this off by telling it stories to his kids Aww. wrote a time' as a bedtime story book which was released on the same day as the film was released, yeah, obviously, I don't think it was a bestseller. I't no. think that was where they had the money here, no. but...
1: um but my- myths are great, they've got those kind of like really strong themes that appear throughout there's the you can't go wrong with say like the hero myth mm. and the most famous kind of modern example of the hero myth um you know, quite famously, is, is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was cited by Joseph Campbell, who made the TV show The Power of Myth, which is a great TV show, yeah.
0: which shows... Did, which came first, The Power of Myth or Star Wars?
1: Um Star Wars. I think The Power yeah. of Myth was in the 80s, wasn't
0: it? I, I'm not sure, that's why I'm asking. But it,
1: he did write a book. Yeah, um... I think
0: possibly... I think I remember reading George Lucas was influenced by his essay or his book.
1: Yeah, I mean, Joseph Campbell was, was around for years, um, and he was a very old man when he made the TV show of the power of myth Um, and he actually died I think around about the time it came out yeah Um, well worth a watch if you're interested in myths and stuff it was on Netflix last time I checked Mm -hmm. and interestingly it's what um, Rory and Paris watch um, in Gilmore Girls um, when they go to Florida for spring break lovely stuff yeah Um, but anyway so uh, a a lot of films have that kind of like um uh mythology to them um I think with this one I think because it's so so much so much of it is about the myth and the, and the fairy tale aspects of it it's
0: unashamedly it, a modern
1: day fairy tale yeah um it is outlandish it is fantastical um but I think that's where its charm lies at least for me and it it knows it is it's very self-aware it, it has quite a lot of humor in the film mm. and I think that that is a kind of a key like, when, when there are comedy aspects to it, it's that kind of, like, license that you're given to say, oh, actually, I don't have to take this as seriously as maybe some people are taking it. Okay, like, so I, 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 I didn't get that it.
0: vibe. I, I got the feeling it was very poker-faced and, and, no, this, this is what's happening. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't think there was a lot of humour to it, personally.
1: I think there was there was quite a bit of humour, particularly at the beginning, um, so the, at the beginning, Paul Giamatti, because he's a superintendent, he's showing the latest resident played by Bob Balaban. He was in like a horrible dick. <laughs> the closest
0: the movie has to a human villain. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but he is quite a humorous character. There's lots of kind of like deadpan. Oh no, I, yeah, I Delivery that. of lines and stuff like that, and lots of kind of like jokey bits in that first ten minutes where you're introduced to some of the characters who are going to be key players in the story. Um, they're, they're they're all introduced in quite a humorous way. Um and there are lots of, of lighthearted moments, some slightly <laughs> skirting on racism. Um but yeah. like stereotyping yeah. one particular character gets gets a bit stereotyped. Okay. But, um but no for me that is a way of saying, you know, just enjoy this. This is something that you can just enjoy. Not to say that there isn't like a serious message mm. um to the film. I think there is a serious message. I think there's a reason why. This apartment complex is made up of of so many different uh, nationalities and ethnicities, and I don't think it is just um, a way of saying, "Look how diverse we are." Or, or like, no, I honest. don't think it
0: was intentional, but I think it works really well.
1: Well, I, no, I think it is intentional. Okay. I think the the idea, the, the message of the film is. Um, I don't think it
0: was intentionally woke, is
1: what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Yeah, not intentionally woke, but mm. I think the apartment complex itself is like is America, it's the melting pot Mm. idea. And I think the point of the story is, you know, Paul Giamatti finds out all of the information that he needs um, to send story back to where she came from um, through this old Chinese woman who knows the story, who it was passed down from generation to generation. Without that information, he wouldn't be able to help, he wouldn't know all the, the various complicated things he needs to do to save story. So I think the idea is it, it's really important to keep cultures alive, to keep stories alive and myths and keep telling them generation after generation because mm. there's truth yeah, in no,
0: yeah. myth. I I, I genuinely I, I agree with that completely. Yeah.
1: So um, I think that's the, that's the point of it and it is an important point um, but I think the film can be enjoyed just as a fairy tale as well without really picking that out.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, what I took from the, the fairy tale mythology element is... Um, it's fun how vague these um, laws are because they're open to interpretation and obviously the film plays with the fact that uh, Paul Giamatti's character figures out various different interpretations of what what he's trying to discover the truth of Yeah, Um, and I, I like that I liked lots of little touches to do with the fairy tale elements I thought the uh, creature effects, especially the snark... Is it snark? Snark? Scrumpt, Scrumpt. sorry. The, the the baddie beast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was used sparingly, and so mm-hmm. therefore the CGI effects were used sparingly, mm-hmm. and they were glimpsed rather than focused on. Which is always better. That. And it worked so much better <laughs> yeah. in the film. And he, he remained quite a fearful figure until the very end of the film, which is great. Yeah. Um, Paul Giamatti... When he, when we first for the first hour of the film, he's dressed in kind of um, Lord of the Rings style green and browns. So he could almost be like a Frodo mm. or a Samwise kind of figure. Yeah. And then as he comes into his own and his arc, his emotional arc is kind of developed.
1: Mm-hmm. He starts
0: to dress more like a human again. So he goes from being the questing dwarf or elf or mm-hmm. hero to more of a human being by the end. I like that. I like. I liked. Um, how it started out being something quite um, modern-day but fantastical to ending up in a point where, even though the fantasy is still going on, mm-hmm. the characters have kind of um, solidified into something more realistic. Yeah. 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 Um, what else do you like?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, just just to go over a few more of the fairy tale aspects that I particularly liked, um, Paul Giamatti lives in a kind of... A, Cottage um, mm. beside the apartment complex, and whilst it's easily believable as a little cottage that somebody like would live in, could in be the pool cabana. Yeah, it could yeah. be the pool cabana. Um, it it also looks like a cottage in the woods, yeah. like it, it's a fairy tale cottage. Um, you don't see it in the same shot as you do it, uh, with the, with the apartment complex, yeah. and it's very much a thing on its own. Um, the only character who think, to my mind whoever actually leaves the apartment complex is um there's a, a Chinese girl um yeah. who's a student and she kind of goes off clubbing and stuff like that and she's an interesting character because she, she's Bob Balaban's
0: woman. critic goes to see the movies well he says he does oh, yeah. right, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but she's a kind of like very colorful vibrant character yeah. she seems distant from the rest of them mm-hmm. I suppose Bob Balaban is as well
0: she's the most modern character in it is What I would say, yeah, the most, most 21st century yeah. character. Um, um, what did you think of her as a character? As
1: it's difficult, um, she is very
0: brashly ethnic,
1: yeah. Um, in a, yeah, in a film where it's trying to talk about kind of lots of different like being culturally yeah. sensitive, it is a bit weird, um, particularly because, um, like the M-like, M. Night. Shyamalan and um, character and his sister are of Indian descent, yeah. and and they're. They, I don't want to use the word like allowed to be, but they're written as, you know, there's naturalized. No kind of, yeah, naturalized. Yeah, naturalized. There's no
0: kind of like part of an American culture and fabric and how they talk and how they act with people.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and and this character, the the Chinese girl's not given that kind of. only well, like American acting hmm. in terms of her clothing and.
0: The South well. S- Central American sisters as well. I mean, that is the first scene they're introduced as being uh a unit of screaming, uh, overreacting about whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think there was even a beast that Paul Giamatti was killing in there, underneath the underneath their sink, he was just no. trying to play around with them. Yeah. But their reaction feels very um dated. Yeah. Is what I'd say. Yeah. Um on Cindy Chen, Cindy Chung, who uh-huh. played the young... Is, it, is she Chinese? Um
1: her she's called Sung Yu, I think.
0: That's right. Well let, let's assume she is Chinese, yeah. and if we're very wrong if she's from Vietnam or somewhere else, I'm very sorry, we're white. Uh, <laughs> we don't we we really don't mean to be and we'll be better if we've yeah. done it wrong. Uh but uh she was plucked out of nowhere, I'm assuming an open audition in Philadelphia, okay. which is what Ms. Shannon did, so he had like a few unknowns waiting mm. around. She smashed her audition. Okay. Part offered to her straight away. Yeah. Uh, uh, her agent came back and said, "We'll do it for a million dollars." Oh no! Uh, the uh, Screen Actors Guild minimum for a feature film is uh, sixty five. Thousands. All right. They settled on a 100,000.
1: Okay, fair enough. <laughs>
0: but, I mean, you could probably see just how big a filmmaker or what a named filmmaker M. Night Shyamalan was at that point, but his films are always considered going to be massive smashes, that someone who's never really, as far as I know, been in a film before mm. would go, well, if I'm going to be one of the lead characters, I'll be expecting Nicole Kidman money. it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But well, she didn't get it. She didn't, okay. she didn't she she get she it. She seems like she was paid a fair rate. Her, I, I would love to be her agent. Mm.
0: <laughs> what else did you like?
1: Um, I like the fact that the characters... The, the, the characters who become important throughout the film have a kind of um, a mystic quality to them. Like you said, they become kind of more real as yeah. it goes along. But um, they have... Kind of quirks to mm-hmm. them, like Freddie Rodriguez's character um, is building up one side of his body really strong, yeah. And it, but it's noticeably so. Like his prosthetic arm, it's massive, and yeah. it look, you know, it's ridiculous. But I quite like that. I think like he's it's almost monstrous in a way. He's like a little
0: kind mm-hmm. of troll. Um, Freddie Rodriguez is obviously not the biggest name in the world, but he, he 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 was a recognizable name actor by that point. He was in he he. He would make the posters of movies, yeah, he's had a brilliant run on six feet under as you know the lowest build non family member for all, all those series. Do you think this role was a little bit of a waste of him? In all honesty, in fact, you know, it's a free seed
1: role. I guess so, but Anyone i was just going to say he crops up a lot in stuff mm. that we see him in, and we're like, oh, is that Freddie Rodriguez? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, um, He's it's a good never actor. a big role. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. He's, mm. he's fine. Um, but
0: I mean, it would seem they don't have a lot of work for five foot two. He's very Latinos. small. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I mean, what can you do? It might be in something that he mm. might be in a new TV show that we just don't watch. That's, I, know, that,
0: that, his career. I, I just, in particular, I'd say this is probably the peak of his career and it feels it feels almost like a waste of him to be in what would be a big production and him to have such a small role in it. Yeah, I guess
1: so. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was bigger
0: at some point. True. True. There is that. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, what else did you like? like? I like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Obviously. This is one great. of his
0: first lead roles in a Hollywood film. Yeah. Obviously, he's been lead role in a few independents. Been excellent as villain or supporting actor in smaller. I mean, throughout the nineties, if you watch stuff, there's Paul in mm. Little Truman Show is probably the most obvious one, but no one knew who he was back then. Yeah, and yeah, he's there in quite a prominent, unnamed role. Uh
1: huh, and yeah. he does a great job um, being the hero yeah. of this piece. Um, you know, because he is, he is funny. He can mm. he does the comedy bits really well. Um, though you didn't find them funny because you didn't realised they were comedy bits. Uh he's very kind of dry throughout uh, it when yeah. he in his interactions with the residents. Um but he's got that warmth to him as well where you think like especially at the end when he kind of you know, it's getting urgent saving story, he, you you know, you can tell he is emotionally involved in it and he does he he does want to save her. Um so he's got that warmth to him as well mm-hmm. as being funny.
0: I, I love Paul Giamatti. He's an excellent actor. Uh, he's he's like John C. Reilly. Uh, someone I think should be in films more in terms of he's ordinary looking. I'm not saying he's not handsome, but he looks like a normal guy. You don't see that many name actors who just look like someone you might meet in a shop or a street. And John C. Riley and Paul Giamatti's kind of career just gives a little bit of heart fat. This is what most guys look like. They yeah. don't, you know. Tom Cruise is very unusual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if if aliens landed and they were looking around the planet, they would say, "There's a lot of, there's a lot of Jimmies and there's a lot of Russell Crowes out there." Current Russell Crowes. <laughs> uh, but if they saw a Tom Cruise, they would go, "That one we need to dissect. What is it?" <laughs> it looks very different from the rest of them yeah. <laughs> um, and that's yeah same so as your Henry Cavills and stuff and i i prefer ewan mcgregor is about how attract how attractive people get in reality you don't often see anyone in the street who looks any more attractive than ewan mcgregor <laughs> uh, so i like it when my kind of represented in cinema
1: yeah. Yeah. And Paul Diamathi and John C. Riley are your representatives. Uh, and current Russell Crowe yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're almost like product placement for us ordinary blokes. But yeah, yeah we, we exist, we're there. <laughs> yeah. <Sure. laughs>
1: there, there is a scene where Paul Diomarthy is swimming around in his trunks in the swimming pool and it looked very familiar. <laughs> well
0: The bedroom's just over there, darling. You got excited. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I love him, I love, this. he's usually quite an acerbic presence, a little bit sarcastic, yeah. a little bit, um, I'm trying to find the right words, but like kind of his character's almost fighting out of his face as he yeah. acts, I love that about him, in this he's a, he's a little bit tamer, a little bit withdrawn, mm. because it's a sadder character, Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he sells everything he has to sell very well in the film. Yeah. Um, do you want to know who the alternative castings were? Yeah, sure. Second on the list, Paul Giamatti was number one. Uh-huh. But the person who was going to be offered it next was Costner.
1: Okay. I don't think it... I, don't, I wouldn't find that as believable.
0: I wouldn't I I can see him being the paternal, broken janitor and interacting with people in kind of an almost angelic, patient fashion. Because mm. he's, he's kind of done those roles since... I don't think he would have done the stutter.
1: No, no, I suppose not. Um, I
0: think you need a stronger actor than Star to pull that off, and A just about does it.
1: Yeah, plus by the end, Paul Giamatti's role in, um, in saving the story is just one role of many. It's yeah. like a shared kind of heroism. Yeah. And you can believe that more of Paul Giamatti than you can of someone who is a... Hollywood superstar.
0: Costa would never have given up that much focus for the no. last, last half hour. I, I agree with that. And um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was approached about a role.
1: Right. Okay. But I
0: know, you'd have to assume it's the same one. I can't see whatever. Maybe the critic like Bob Balaban plays, but I can't see it being any other role.
1: I and as much as I, I like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he obviously he's a great he was a great actor. Not right for that this yeah. this role. I can't <laughs> imagine him hugging. Whereas whereas with Paul Giamatti, whether he's hugging Bryce Ellis Howard because she's his, like his lost wife or his lost child, yeah. is is fine. Philip Seymour Hoffman, neither. Would yeah, be it, fine. It,
0: uh, it would be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool.
1: Anything else? Um, well, along the acting route um, line, as well as the fact that there are lots of the peripheral characters played by actors who I like very much who crop up in things um, like. Freddie Rodriguez, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Rodriguez and um, Bob Balaban and Jared, Jared Harris and Alba from yeah. The Mic.
0: Small role for her. Small role, no <laughs> lines.
1: Um,
0: you were so excited when you spotted her. I was her.
1: so excited because I've not seen her in anything else. Yeah. Anyway. Um, She's great in The Mic. Yeah, she is great in The Mic. Um, I think Bryce L. Howard is absolutely perfect for... This role of water nymph, kind of otherworldly mm. creature, because you know, she changes a little bit throughout the film. There are some bits where she's a lot more ethereal than other bits when she just seems like a normal girl, yeah. but her health kind of goes up and down anyway throughout the film yeah. when she's attacked and she's,
0: she's very like, wham through it. Yeah, she reminds me of some of my ex girlfriends, okay. just, just how
1: flaky. Okay, um, <laughs> but her at her pay list. Mm. Um, when her hair is at its reddest mm. and her lips are at their whitest, mm. she she's she is a fairytale character. She looks amazing. I
0: much prefer my Bryce Dallas Howard as she is now, which is a bit more buxom and uh, businesswoman. Businesswoman, yeah, no. yeah. Um, yeah. Mystical young Bryce Dallas Howard is a very attractive lady, but I'd much rather have her, you know, business suit just popping out of it, almost.
1: Okay, but yeah. that wouldn't have been suitable for this film. I I guess not. No. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Because she's she's a narf. (laughs) A what? A narf. There we go. She looks like Ophelia in this.
0: She looks like Ophelia in this,
1: that's good. So I really really like that.
0: Uh, Also a lady of the water.
1: Yeah, maybe that's why they went for that look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I, I like, as well as it being a fairy story, you've got, like, the humour and you've got the horror but they're both light they're don't have the light touch so it's mm. not kind of like oh all of a sudden it's terrifying and you couldn't show a teenager or a kid this mm. because it's too dark it's, it never gets that dark um if
0: anything some of some of the uh, more intense attack sequences in the first hour mm-hmm. feel like they've been cut back pruned a little bit yeah. but they happen just a little bit too quickly or a little bit too um erratic in their editing you kind of gone they've they've saw a they've they've put together the edit of this and thought that's too much for a pg let's just take as much of it out as we can
1: yeah are you thinking about the bit where one of the scrunts like bursts its head through a glass panel at one point which is suddenly becomes like slow motion
0: yeah and also zooms in just a little it almost feels like it was a bigger shot originally
1: yeah and it would have been shocking like you weren't expecting it at that point it would have been quite shocking um so everything's done with yeah like a like a light touch and i like that
0: what it what it reminded me most of uh, and I'm totally who likes my fantasy as well my sci-fi, mm-hmm. is there's an 80s film that didn't do very well called Batteries Not Included mm-hmm. and it's about little robots that land at a apartment block that's about to be demolished in New York mm-hmm. and the few remaining residents who are mainly old people like Cocoon, you yeah. know, Jessica Tandy, Don Amici maybe mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of other mis- misfits who live there who are all adults even though it's a kids film um, embrace the little robot aliens, bring them help them and then they help them protect them from the developers yeah um it had that feel to it in that as an afternoon filler I perfectly enjoyed it I enjoyed the fantasy elements which are a little bit lighter than what usually floats my boat Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the ensemble elements which maybe aren't sophisticated as they need to be but you do sit there thinking who commissioned this? Mm. If Steven Spielberg Presents wasn't on, batteries not included, I don't think that would ever have got made by any, any other creative would have got that through yeah. the post. And with this, again, if M Night Shyamalan wasn't quite so hot, I think there would have been a lot, a lot of notes about this project. He was very lucky that probably every studio wanted a bit of that Shyamalan magic mm. when he jumped ship at Disney.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Without thinking, is this the project we want to make with him? Yeah. Uh, you know, the happening, I can completely understand why a studio would have went, yeah, we'll throw money at that, even though it didn't work. Mm. Whereas this, I don't think this would have been anyone's first film. No. Or second film or third film.
1: <laughs> you know, I... Uh, batteries Not Included used to be on TV quite a bit when I was a kid, mm. and I refused to watch it because of the lowercase <laughs> b.
0: That's... But it, 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 the batteries... Starts with a little asterisk.
1: Yeah, I don't Uh, don't care. It stressed me out in the TV Guide. Um,
0: This is not for me. I could promise you a marketing department pulled their hair out over that, whether (laughs) they should do it or not for for months. Well, they lost me. (laughs) (laughs) They they were wrong. Uh, What didn't you like about Lady in the Water?
1: Um, The main issue I have with this film, which I did enjoy very much, um, is that there's a lot of story and plot um, and mythology in it that I don't think I've entirely wrapped my head around on a, on a first viewing um, and the exposition is kind of it comes in fits and starts and there's just too much whenever you hear it all there's just too much to really take it all in so the film begins with a kind of like animation mm-hmm. like a kind of a cave painting type animation and it tells you the story of of Nafs and, and mm. the sea people and how they drifted away from the land people and the, the eagle comes and gets the the sea people and takes them back. And there was a lot and yeah. and yeah. It was just too much. And I got some of it, but um but not all of it. And then a lot of the the exposition throughout the film comes via the old Chinese lady who knows the story.
0: And that I liked how we got um seeds, breadcrumbs of the plot to follow. Of the of not the the film's plot of but of the um the fairy tales plot.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I like that and I think that was well delivered and that's the sign of what um Shyamalan does well. He's good at drip feeding you information. Um and he found a nice way of doing that in this. But I think you're right there was too much that wasn't good guy, bad guy, even worse guy. You know, which yeah. is all we really, really needed to know.
1: I'm not entirely sure about the tree monkeys. Yeah. Because they are supposed to be evil, mm. but they, they kill the grass dogs. Yeah. So, i mm, not, not entirely sure. I Maybe think I should it should get the book. Uh,
0: no. Uh, <laughs> I think it would have been sensible to have extra peril... If there was a scene maybe a little bit earlier on where the tree monkeys appeared, and I know that would have robbed mm. them of their big final reveal, but we are seeing an eagle in that same scene. Yeah. A big, massive eagle. It would have been good if the humans had done something but broke the rules. Mm. And the tree monkeys threatened them because of it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That and
0: then would... You would have seen them as the genuine threat
1: they are. Um, well, and... they kind of do break the rules because um, story's not meant to tell them. Mm all the stuff that she does tell them. But that's a nice they, little sequence. Yeah, it isn't. It, it works well, but, um, I mean, she's taking the piss a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, have been, would have loved if the eagle flew down at the end to rescue her and then went, nah, you broke all- <laughs> off all, <laughs> you've got to live with all those losers in the apartment
1: building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got a pool though. it's got a pool. <laughs> well, I
1: think it looks like a really nice apartment building. Yeah. And it seems quiet at night time. It does.
0: Know. I'd swim after seven o'clock. No. No. Good stuff. Good rules. Yeah. Uh, whose, whose apartment would you most want to live in? Like, with them? Yeah, I, I, yeah that, that is the caveat.
1: Well, the Chinese lady makes really nice cookies.
0: She's got big, fat cookies, mm-hmm. don't Massive she?
1: plate of cookies. Um,
0: There's that bloke that's always watching war on TV. He's got loads of books to read.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he, he seems, like, very calm. Yeah, quiet man. Yeah. yeah I liked him. Um... I mean that everyone's got like some kind of redeeming quality which what like the stoners the stoners I wouldn't want to live with because they smoke indoors and that's not allowed yeah
0: just putting the the fag butt outside is not smoking outside yeah
1: (laughs) um but I'm sure like on a summer's day if you had a few drinks they might be quite fun to talk to yeah um yeah so yeah I'd, I'd happily live with anyone really oh that's nice
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Paul Giamatti had a very nice place. It was annoyingly, his desk and cabinets had to be taken up with the Cove apartment building admin. But oh, yeah. Apart from that, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like a nice little cottage.
1: You can't live in there. That's for the superintendent. Oh, well,
0: I, I could be the superintendent. Mm. Okay. Anything else you didn't like? Um,
1: No, I, I, I enjoyed it.
0: Okay. Well, I'll tell you some of the things people had issue with. Okay. About it, and then you can maybe... Address off, them. ...offer a rebuttal, okay. or go, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah,
1: that's fine.
0: Uh, I think people's biggest issue is um, around the time of signs mm. of The Village, M. Night Man gave an interview where he said, I figured out how to make a blockbuster that every film I make is going to make half a half a billion dollars. Oh. Um, and then a couple of films later, which is this one, *Laid in the Water... He made a film where a critic is the main antagonist. Right. Um, Where he um, has had his biggest budget ever to make a film, but really should be a low-budget film. He built that entire apartment block so he could film in Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. rather than film it anywhere else. Um, Where it very much wears its heart on its sleeve mm-hmm. it doesn't really have one of his trademark twists mm-hmm. um, and where he has cast himself as the Martin Luther King style figure of the future mm-hmm. who has written a book that a future president will use as the basis of his philosophy to save the country and the world and humanity
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so very much M. L. Alleman has cast himself as the saviour of humanity <laughs> if not the Jesus of the modern age then the John the yeah. Uh can you see why maybe critics at the very least thought Oh no you can't get away with this
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can understand why critics might have an issue with it and obviously that hasn't a knock on effect with with how successful it is. Um but you know, there are plenty of directors I don't like mm. <laughs> whose films I can still enjoy. That's that's true. But Um is he he must have been very young when he first I started think, making his own films rather than just acting.
0: I think he's probably about thirty five. In this, in this, in this yeah. he um, looks younger, but, but yeah.
1: So he was in his what his twenties then when he, he he started out. Yeah. So there is like a precociousness there, and yeah, and well, he's you, a one Wonder can like yeah, yeah, He yeah. was treated like that. I suppose yeah. it will go to your head. Um. Yeah, I mean. But it's only really critics who should have an issue with that. I mean, why, why, would, why should anyone else care that he's a, well, he's yeah, a bit... Well, if I was Warner Brothers, I
0: would make the question of, even beyond some of these things that are a few decisions, it's a very gentle, tame film without an obvious market. It's not in a defined genre in terms of... It's not high fantasy like Willow or Lord of the Rings. It's not sci-fi like Signs. It's not... Uh, the film it's closest to is The Village in many ways, uh, in that... you're what genre would you put The Village in? It's not really horror, even though it's got horror elements. No, it's
1: a mystery, I it's a,
0: it's a mystery, but it's not a mystery in the Agatha Christie. Hitchcock sense of Yeah, but it's, it's
1: a very Hollywood thing, isn't it, to have to fit into a particular genre?
0: I agree. And, you know, any film that breaks out of the box is brilliant for doing it. Well done, more power to mm. them. This film feels a little bit too gentle, tame and self-indulgent to do that. I personally, if I was a studio executive, would struggle to say... Who is going to watch this if M. Night Man isn't the selling point? And it turns out he wasn't.
1: Right. I suppose and I think so.
0: possibly, even though... I think possibly that's a conversation that happened at Disney and all this other kind of, oh, she didn't read the script and he took offence by it, is window dressing to the, the bigger problem that Disney went, this isn't superheroes, this isn't ghost story, this isn't sci-fi. Mm. The village made less than the other films, even though it's a success. This doesn't even have that as a kind of visual twist and everything as a selling point. I mm. did, did. you see? Him, did you I, boy, I I can I,
1: understand where you're coming from, mm. and I understand that. For me, that's you know none of those things are what I look for in a film. I don't look for something to fit into a specific genre or for something to have a twist. Mm. Um, but I understand that people you know, aren't going to necessarily take a risk on going to the cinema to see a film if they don't know if it's not going to have something that they really like about it. Yeah. Um, I can imagine a lot of people who did go to the cinema to see this because it was an M. Night Shyamalan film would probably just sat there waiting for the twist the whole time. Yeah, Um, and then it doesn't really happen. I
0: yeah. mean, the twist, if there is one, and it, there isn't really one, but it is Paul Giamatti. Figures out from the clues he's given how to save Bryce Dallas Howard's nymph, mm-hmm. uh, and he gets it wrong the first time, and then he's he's got a race to figure out who the right people are to help protect her. Yeah, um, but I think we could probably see that coming when he first started picking people. That you know what I don't see. I tell you what I thought it was a really good sequence though. The mm-hmm. sequence where it all plays out that he's got it wrong uh, at the party. Oh, at the party, and, yeah. And, because it wasn't a massive domino rally of coincidences that prove he's got it wrong. It was just people being people. Yeah. It was just people being fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> you're told to stand there. Do not wander off because someone's throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, anything else you didn't like or anything else you want to cover? No. Okay. I, like I say, my... my I'd struggle to recommend it for the simple fact that good stuff and bad stuff, I'd say it's not maybe the most exciting film in the world. Mm. Uh, I feel I I think you could very easily, even if your heart was open to it as a film, walk out saying
1: it was quite boring at times.
0: Um
1: yeah, I guess I guess there were slight lulls, but you know, when aren't there in a film? Um I just think it's really sweet and 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 pleasant to watch, and and I would absolutely watch it again. Like, cool. Okay. Um, you know, and I think it's the kind of film where, because it's got that mythology to it and a, and a complexity, you can watch it two or three times, mm. and enjoy it.
0: I'd also say that, both in terms of box office and just kind of making it iconic, maybe one of the two main roles should have went to a bigger star. I love Paul Giamatti. I'm very attracted to Bryce Dallas Howard. Neither of them. I don't see Costner working as well as Paul Giamatti, but it would have been... I would have gotten bored easier with it, with a big-name star. Okay. The right big-name star. I'm I'm struggling to think who that person would be.
1: Yeah. It's got got
0: to be someone who's literally... It can't be someone who's flavour of the month. It's something really... Tom Hanks might be the perfect casting for the Paul Giamatti role.
1: I dunno, I mean one of the reasons why I like this so much was that it was just an ordinary guy who mm. gets involved in it in, in something a bit magical. Um yeah, and I, I know Tom Tom Hanks is good at playing that ordinary guy, but it's Tom Hanks. I well, think what if you had Angelina
0: Jolie in the nymph role?
1: I know, then I think it would become something else. Okay. Well look what we'll I'm discuss it is... like, like, further along okay. as to what I
0: what I'm okay. suggesting is something else might work better. <laughs> okay. Uh okay, let's have a little break and we'll go through our regular questions.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really don't like the idea of Tom Hanks hugging Angelina Jolie. Okay. There's a wrongness to it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It makes me feel
0: sick. It makes you feel sick. Yeah. All
1: right. I like them both. Don't get me wrong, I like them both, but I just I know I want to keep them separate from okay. each other. Fair enough. Yeah please never mention them in the same <laughs> sentence
0: again. Okay. They won't be. Okay. <laughs> uh, regular questions. Okay. dokie. Who was the Michael Parks of the film when everyone else was collecting a paycheck who was doing the good work always?
1: It's difficult because you won't ever let me choose the main actor in in something and I think yeah, I really like Paul Giamatti in this. In so any other
0: film, Paul Giamatti would be the Michael Parks. He
1: would Parks. be the Michael Parks. Uh, we're but not changing the, the, yeah. the name of this category. No, against no, no. no but like, but
0: this and American Splendor, he's the lead and you kind of have to give it to someone else.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Do you know who I really liked in this? Yeah. Um, Sarita Chowdhury?
0: Thank you for saying it and she's exactly my choice as well. Oh, is
1: it? Um, she, it's weird because she's. Um, she doesn't appear in it until in either of them. She, she plays uh, M. Night Shyamalan's character's sister. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've really covered that. So M. Night Shyamalan plays... Um, yeah, a have. youngish man who's written a book yeah, right, yeah. writing the cookbook and it, it might be racist um, versus... it might be, it's never entirely sure <laughs> there's going to be
0: things in this that people don't like it's about my cultural ideas of the world <laughs> Yeah,
1: you have to hope and assume it's about everyone getting along um, the cookbook <laughs> but yeah so he's he's a struggling writer who's working on this book and um, she's his, his sister, they're their interactions are a little bit awkward mm. because they're meant to be a brother and sister who kind of squabble and fight with mm. each other. Um, but it never it never seems quite genuine. But whenever, He
0: seems a bit of a sad sack and a dim bulb. Yeah. Where she is full of personality. Yeah,
1: and she drives a lot of the plot in the second yeah. half of the film. She's like a kind of a friend. She's that kind of female character that um, Story needs. And mm. that, that person who kind of like... Um, elicits important information directly from story rather than getting it yeah. from the old Chinese lady, um, and she's very likable in it. She's very lively mm. and full of kind of like you just said, like full of life and yeah. and a, a force of nature. And um, yeah, she was really good in it. Yeah, uh, I
0: I would say one interesting thing about the film is um, there's there's moments whether we we're, we're reading into it or it's there but never really explored where romantic interests are potentially offered up for Paul Giamatti mm. in her. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy Chung's character, Sun...
1: Sun Yu? She definitely seems to.
0: interested in him.
1: Yeah, but she's... Well, she's playing what I think is meant to be a girl who's about 20, but she yeah. looks quite a bit older Yeah, she than does, that. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and then you've got story, the water scene yeah. in, in the, the landlocked in Philadelphia yeah. as well. But, I mean, she's not really an option ever. But no. the you could see in a more traditional audience satisfying film mm. at least one of those characters being developed into a natural romantic interest for Paul Giamatti. yeah um and she would be the one that i would be most happy with them settling together
1: you think he's going to be the father to her eight children yeah. I hope <laughs> they get on it
0: quickly. I think Paul Giamatti would be on it like a sewing machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: the, the eight children thing is something that's predicted. Yeah. It's not just me being racist. Not
0: just me being racist. A new cat trays Oh, well. podcast. One thing we should probably do is do a little shout out to our hopefuls because um, we've got a couple of hopefuls who often give us positive feedback. Uh, I can think of three. Uh, Mina. <laughs> Don't say full names. Oh, I'm not no, like no, no, that. No, no, the whole world. Do you know how popular a rocky episode was? Six people? More, more than six people, darling. Three days out, and we're boom, oh, double God. figures. <laughs> it hasn't happened in ages, does <laughs> it? It's rocketed up the charts. Oh, um, Emily. Emily. And James. I know all three of them listen to the podcast regularly and your, your uh, loyalty is appreciated. And if other of you out there are listening regularly, but just keeping it a little secret, that's, you can always tell us you're listening to it and enjoying it as well. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bleep the surname out of that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the person who revealed their surname. Sorry. That's fine, darling. Yeah, random, I don't
1: know how the internet Random works.
0: hopefuls do listen to this, not just people but we've met in real life.
1: That's really
0: nice. That's really nice. So thank you, all hopefuls. Thank but those you. three, especially because they've been a uh, constant positive presence to what we're doing over the over the year. Yeah. Um, product placement. Do you notice know, any uh, anyone kicking some cash in?
1: No, I think um, Paul D'Amato picked up a Miller can from the floor oh,
0: at one point. Eagle lied. I didn't it was even along the lines of it's a party and you can't see any branded products in this. Oh, it
1: probably
0: <laughs> wasn't Miller then. <laughs> but no, I, I'm, I could be wrong. Okay seems very strange.
1: Yeah. No, I really I didn't see anything else apart from that.
0: If you can make one change to Lady in the Water, what would it be?
1: So, um I would hmm how to how to I, the the character whose name we really should have written down because we keep trying to remember her name, the the younger Chinese student. Mm. Um, she she kind of is the go-between between poor Giamatti and her mother who knows the story. And she kind of uh, translates what her mum's mm-hmm. saying and tells him all this information he needs to know. I just find it really unbelievable But Now you've mentioned that she might be interested in him romantically, okay, it may, be, may make a bit more sense. Yeah. But I thought it was really strange that a young girl of that age would have even the slightest interest in translating a really old fairy tale for the sake of the janitor. Yeah. Um. I would have thought it would make... And, and that just kept coming back to me like kind of grating on me. I thought it would have made more sense if maybe she was a child mm. and, 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 and had a childish interest in the yeah. story um, and maybe even met story at some point.
0: I think that would be the more sensible way of doing it. I think there was an active... I think mean, there was an active push against having any children in it. There is one child Jeffrey definitely writes kids in it. Yeah. But because I think if you have too many kids interacting with the story and the creatures and Paul Giamatti, it suddenly almost starts to feel like a kid's film, which is not what he was going for.
1: Yeah, I think okay. he was going
0: for a more universal family film. Fair enough. Um, but I, I agree, the character. It's, there's a very... There's things that happen in American films in how they interact... And celebrate certain things, and it happens often in American films, it just feels false. Mm-hmm. We see what a hostile country and non-community-driven country American often is mm-hmm. from the news. And we know how British people interact with each other, which is the less interaction, the better, unless I'm a fucking mental. Mm-hmm. Um and it in in American films it really does. How many people turned up to what is a party around a pool with nothing particularly going on? Just fuck loads. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you lived at an apartment block, you wouldn't go to that party. (laughs) Madness. Right. Uh, If I was to make a change, it would be a change that probably would change the spirit of what he was intending. I'd maybe ramp up the tension of the big finale. Mm-hmm. By having a bit more action or violence, mm, yeah. which I know I know again, you know, goes against what he's trying to do, or I would have introduced a more defined romantic interest. And all of these things make it a far more traditional Hollywood film, mm. but I did feel the film lacked a certain amount of entertainment, and some of these, something in those things would have improved it. Um, it's not a fist bumper at the end, you know, yeah! <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, where would you cast James Spader in uh, Lady in the Water? Remember, the V's any character who interacts with uh, Story, mm-hmm. it's a character's gonna try and fuck Story. <laughs> yeah, right now.
1: Well that's the pro well that's one of the problems with my my first idea yeah. that I would have him in the M Night Shyamalan role. Mm. Now the problem there there is the problem with that that he would he would seduce her. Yeah. Not just try, because let's yeah. face it. He wouldn't be
0: sitting her. on the toilet going, am I going to die someday? No. But he'd be going, right, you're nude in the shower, let's get it on, and get yeah. the soap out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, not that. And then also, you wouldn't be able to have Sarita Chowdhury in it as his sister, because, you know, mm-hmm. that wouldn't make sense, and she was such a, a key element of the film. Good, I'm glad, glad so, you, yeah. I think probably the most obvious role for James would be the, um, Bob Balaban, the critic, critic,
0: yeah, role, okay.
1: especially around about that time, um, yeah,
0: yeah, wouldn't have him in Paul Giamatti the lead.
1: No, God, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Too
0: handsome. James Vader, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah.
0: think the aliens would dissect him, if they saw him running around the worlds? Why
1: would the aliens dissect
0: him? Aliens see humanity, and he's the he's the bright special one, the bright eyes. You weren't listening to what I was saying earlier on, were you? You having your own little thoughts? Yeah. What, <laughs> wait, what... No, I'm not going for it again. The podcast listeners will know what I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> he's scratching yet. He's don't. got bright
1: eyes.
0: Don't, don't, please. You obviously didn't
1: listen to what no, I was I saying for,
0: for minutes, minutes of this podcast. <laughs> you, just, you just zoned out as I say. I don't care what he's on about right now.
1: Sometimes <laughs> I have a little
0: brain rest. That's fine. I can but... tell you what's happening.
1: <laughs> I don't listen when you talk about the money either. <laughs> I know, I don't but, care. darling. I know, but that's okay. fine. Uh,
0: <laughs> would you remake *Lady of the Water*?
1: Yeah. So here's my idea. Yeah. Um, I think it would work really well as a TV series. Me too. And so, rather than remake it as a film, I would remake it. I would make it into a TV series. It means that you could explore the characters in the apartment building a lot yes, more. you could go into a different Oak apartment some, each time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and who who were the key players could be you know drawn out throughout several episodes rather yeah. than just quickly all in one go as and i said
0: in the introduction if you're someone who likes lost or twin peaks where you've got a huge ensemble of characters with their own personal mysteries going on and the central mystery yeah it, it's a it's a very similar setup to that but shrunk down into a, a 90 minute 150 minute, 100 Twenty
1: minute film. Yeah, and you could have baddies then as well who are amongst the apartment building residents, mm. whereas because this does lack that kind of yeah threat, this big badish like the grass hyenas, which are quite cute. Mm. Um, it could be, you know. Yeah.
0: And and who knows what other creatures of morphology there are out there. There's got more than yeah. four.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um plus there was one thing lacking from it was really frustrating, but maybe you already mentioned this and I wasn't listening to you. Um, it's, it's highly likely. And it, there's like the kind of the elemental um, aspect to it. So you've got water, yeah. you've got earth. wind with the um, hmm. with the eagle, and you've got earth with the
0: So there should be fire monkeys, shouldn't they? Where well,
1: was fire? There should yeah. be fire monkeys. Are humans of fire? I Could don't
0: be. know. Bryce Dallas
1: hair. Bryce. yeah, but it goes blonde by the end. Yeah, I know. What's that about? Complete waste of my ticket price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Right,
0: which leads us to our final question this episode. Yeah, Is Lady in the Water worse or better than Bad Boys?
1: Oh, I liked it a lot more than Bad Boys. So it's better than Bad Boys. Oh, better it? than Bad Boys, yeah. yeah. You're a bit distracted at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I may have developed ADHD or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Just playing with the elastic on your jotter. Yeah. <laughs> fuller notes, fuller mm-hmm. notes. Um... I would say it's very difficult. It's on the cusp either way. I appreciate its ambition. Mm. I think it delivers a lot on it. I like the cast. Mm. But it's not very entertaining. Mm. I'm going to say worse than Bad Boys, but really on the cusp. Okay. Really, really on the cusp. I'm sorry.
1: No, oh, you don't have to apologise to me. I don't care.
0: Okay. Um... Yeah. Next week's next episode, we're gonna do. Uh huh. Getting close to Christmas. Yeah. But it's not a Christmas film. Oh. You got you got two more episodes after that before you do holidays in handcuffs. Two
1: more films before holidays in handcuffs, or one more film before holiday in handcuffs. Three. <laughs> Three more films.
0: You're gonna do. Uh, I could tell, I could tell you what the running order for the next few. No, weeks, no, no! Like I like finding
1: episodes. out. Okay. Plus right. things change
0: well it's not going to change we're going to stick to This Till Christmas this, this ne- the next three episodes but I'm not going to tell you what the middle one is yet. Okay. but the next episode we're doing
1: mm-hmm.
0: is Porky's 2 the next uh, day does
1: this mean I have to watch Porky's again?
0: that's completely your call I, I certainly don't want to watch Porky's again it's a, a sequel to a film I really don't like and I'm pretty sure I have seen this one when I was a kid as well and equally
1: disliked it my dad had Porky's on blank tape
0: yeah, you have Porky's 1 on 2 on DVD. Yeah, buy you've had, them. You've had them in your collection since we've started going out.
1: No, we haven't. When did you get them? We got them, it's it's another one of your uh, Stagdew presents. Oh, Luke, it's a Stagdew present. Yeah, Luke, whose surname I can't say, because apparently you can't say the surname. I oh, can the say his surname, so. he doesn't mind. Luke Graves. Luke Graves, Bought <laughs> Porky's 1 on and... One and two in a. a And it was Luke who did it. It was. I'm pretty sure it was Luke. What an absolute scumbag!
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be watching Porky's two the next day for your next episode. Thank you very much for listening, hopefuls.
1: Thank you for
0: listening. Can you edit out the silence? No, I'm just going to keep it in.